Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Oh my god. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilcorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 21 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, but we are never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. This is franchise episode number 287 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price and Jeff Ponder. Bill Day will not be with us this evening. He is on assignment. For your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking uh, St. Louis Blues hockey, discussing the current two-game series versus the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, We can talk about how terrible the Ducks are, uh, maybe a little Justin Falk talk, uh, the upcoming series versus Colorado, and more good stuff. Uh, Falk talk, that'd be a pretty good uh, podcast name for uh, if Justin Falk were ever to start one of his own. I'm actually already taking it. I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take it now so that way when he retires, um, I, I can just be like, hey, join the show. We've already got a podcast started. Falktalk.com. Buy it now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be going soon. I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm buying it. It's mine. To interact with the show on social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Let's Go Blues Radio uh, on those platforms and you'll find us. Um, uh, our social media info is all posted also at letsgoblues.com, where you can also find past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, and visit our shop where you can get some awesome St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts and stickers that help support the show. We are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook, so thank you for joining us. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. You'll get notifications when we go live. And if you're listening on the podcast, feel free to check out our live video streams next time so you can see Jeff's pretty face. Jeff, what's going on? I mean, evening. it's a pretty face. <laughs> I mean, you know. Now it I, is. Not you, as, you shaved not you as shaved good. And you I was going to say, not as, I, I don't know, the, the, the long hair, the flow, I All miss right. it. It was awesome. 
Okay. Uh, but uh, I will say, not having to, to to constantly flip it back while I'm working all the time is really nice. Could've and plus, hats fit better. It's it's great. <laughs> it's all about how the hat fits. You gotta. I mean, exactly. Yeah. When you go to the barber or the stylist or whatever your pleasure is, uh, what would you like today? Ah, I want my hat to fit good. That's that's the kind of that's, haircut I want. That's basically that's where I'm at. Is uh, yeah, I. <laughs> I uh, this hat actually here does not fit when I have the long hair. It's very strange because it's a little bit of a smaller one on me because I've got a massive head. So if I add anything into the top, it just does not fit well. So this hat was on the shelf for the last year. <laughs> I, you just reminded me of Eddie from uh, Christmas Vacation just there <laughs> about his metal plate in his head. If something you know, if I get hit, it, my my hair my oh, hair oh, yeah. is going to look right. <laughs> uh, we have a contest reminder for you uh, fellas who are interested in a possible uh, free Stephen Walden uh, print, which is an amazing print. Um, we are giving one away on this show, um, and also Stephen is giving one away on his site, StephenWalden.com. It's a print of the uh, his Ozzy Osbourne uh, mugshot painting where he's wearing a, a blues T-shirt. It's pretty internet famous. Um, and there are two ways you can enter to win. That's stephenwalden.com. You can sign up for uh, Stephen's uh, mailing list at uh, that address, and he'll select a winner from the list of those who are on his mailing list. And you can enter to win through Let's Go Blues Radio on Twitter and Facebook. So if you go to letsgoblues.com, we got instructions on how to how to uh, enter the uh, the contest uh, on that site. So uh, it basically on Twitter you're, and Facebook, you're following and you're retweeting and you're tagging two friends. So that's, uh, that's the gist of it. So it's not hard at all. So, and if you enter on Twitter and Facebook, that's two chances to win our giveaway. And then also on Steven's site, there's another chance to win the giveaway he's giving away. So that's a lot of words for uh, how easy it is to enter. <laughs> you know, and, and I'll add, don't be a cheat like uh, our friend Austin Lynch. Uh, don't tag me and Hawaii Blues fan. That's that's, right. that's cheating. I said, I said you can't tag Jeff. He was tag real people. I have no internet friends. I'm like, you don't have to have a friend to tag him. You can tag anybody you like. You could tag John Ham. Yeah, uh, Austin. 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 Uh, well, you can't. Actually, yeah, you right, can't. He's, he's not on Twitter. Anybody on Twitter? A bad example. I could have picked anybody on Twitter. I was gonna say, well, not. Austin says he doesn't have any friends on uh, online. What what makes you think I'm your friend, Austin? That's uh, that's a <laughs> awkward situation. I'm kidding. I love you, buddy. You're my favorite 18-year-old that goes to Afton High School. <laughs> uh, deadline to enter the contest is noon on Wednesday, February 10th. So a week from uh, today. Less than a week left. So enter uh, soon. Don't delay. Don't delay. Don't dilly-dally. Put a patter. Uh, <laughs> we'll announce the winners on our live YouTube and Facebook broadcast next week. Uh, February 10th, 9.15-ish p.m. Central. Tonight got a late start with some, had some technical issues. Yeah, those uh, those watching live might notice that I uh, I have got my crane uh, microphone over here and I'm not using it. Uh, I had a lot of fun, a lot of curse words as we were trying to get started because we were actually pretty much ready to go mm-hmm. at 9.15. But uh, yeah, I had to pull out the old blue snowball yeah. for this episode because... My computer slash microphone slash mixer hates the old me. snowball mics when we first started this show. Nice. Yep. This uh, man, I've had this one for, jeez. I mean, I, 
We got him, I think. Didn't we get him when we changed to Let's Go Blues Radio? Uh, from St. Louis Blues Radio? I, you know, well, we got him when we recorded from home. Was that right? When we did the uh, remote, uh, we did in-person broadcasting. We had the uh, the uh, SIUE studio mics, which were nice. But uh, when we recorded, I think when we did it, started doing it remotely. Uh, I think we need realized we needed some decent mics for the home, and uh, that's what we went with. And Snowball's great. I mean, it's a it's a really great affordable USB mic. So, uh, especially for a, a podcast, it's kind of perfect for a uh, you don't need you know a five hundred dollar mic for a podcast. I mean, you do get better right. audio. I get it. It's it's better. But I mean, is it four hundred and fifty bucks better? No, <laughs> it is not. No, I mean, I uh, when I did the interview series a couple of years ago, and I did a couple of them in person. Which man, interviews in person seems like something that is a relic of the past at this point. But, uh, yeah, I, I use this guy. I brought my blue snowball because it was the easiest to, to, to lug that around rather than bring my mixer and microphone. So, um, and I think, and Bill, he still uses his blue yep. snowball. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, I mean, this is, uh, it's the affordable way to go. And, it, and as you can tell, I think it sounds yeah, just it sounds fine. Good. And the, and the, uh, the Yeti, uh, the blue Yeti, um, is another popular one. It's more expensive than the snowball. Um, probably a little better quality, a little, little better sound. Uh, so people use that too. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of blue microphones. Have a soft spot in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Uh, the official beers of episode number 287, Jeff, uh, I mean, have you drank them all from your frustrate out of your frustrations? Yeah, so I told Kurt, I'm glad I grabbed pretty, plenty of beer for this episode because uh, it did not start off well for me. Uh, no, actually, I'm still working on my original beer of the episode. Uh, this is the, I think it's the first time we've ever had this on the show. Uh, Boulevard Brewing Company Snow and Tell is what it's called. It's an oak-aged scotch ale. Um, so, I again, if uh, you follow me on Twitter... The reason I'm drinking this one, well, first of all, I love Boulevard. Um, one of my one of the few breweries outside of St. Louis I marked as my favorite, but it's a Kansas City brewery, and and this is for my Kansas City friends uh, who have a big weekend coming up at the Super yep. Bowl. So, uh, beat Tom Brady, go God chefs, damn it. and uh, and uh, yes, go <laughs> chefs, great googly moogly. <laughs> uh, remember that commercial? Oh God, yeah, I bought it. I I had a I had a I, I went to a Super Bowl party last year. And I brought a cookie cake, and you, you can get them personalized at Schnooks. And she goes, "What do you want on it?" And I said, "Oh gosh, I don't know, free icing, right?" So I'll I'll get something on it. Um, and so I thought for a second, go chefs, put go chefs on it. So she put nice little football Chiefs football helmets on it and said, "Go chefs," <laughs> which I love. Nice, yeah. that's awesome. You got any plans for Super Bowl? This no, year? I don't. Uh, I think Amy's coming over. Uh, this weekend i don't know what we're doing um options are limited obviously with uh stuff being closed down in illinois um i don't know i mean I, I'll, I'll probably watch the game it's what time is it it's like five what time is it five five five, five i believe well there's a blues game at two which yeah, is perfect. awesome there's a there's a two blues games that's two to four thirty ish and then five o'clock is when the real coverage yeah. of the super bowl starts i think the I think uh first um I almost said tip off. Kickoff is uh five thirty or so. So no, that's uh yeah, I love when I saw there's a two o'clock game, I'm like, that is yep. fantastic. Yeah. So I, I I don't have I don't have any anyway. specific plans. Uh uh I don't know. We'll I will I'll do something. Uh I'll have uh, all my kids that evening, so we'll we'll do something fun. 
something uh, football-y <laughs> and watch the uh, football and watch the Chiefs and we're rooting like against that. Tom Brady. I don't care who be. I, I, I don't care. I mean, it's the Chiefs are in. I'm, I'm happy for Missouri and, and Kansas City and, and hope they win. But uh, I, it really didn't matter to me who was in it um, as far as like being against Tom Brady. I'm rooting for whoever is playing against Tom Brady. So, uh, the, and it's just even better to the Chiefs. So, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a Brady fan. Yep, not a Brady. Agree. Fan. Not a Brady fan. I'm I'm Chiefs are probably I guess my second favorite team. I'm a Packers fan, so I was sad to see them lose to Brady. But hopefully the yeah. Chiefs will bring it home again for two I, years. The Chiefs in a row. are fine. I, I'm just not a, I'm just not a fan in particular. I uh, uh, I'm a I'm a, a Cardinals fan, Arizona Cardinals fan. Always always he was a huge fan when they were here a long time ago. Um, been a fan ever since. Uh, I hate the Rams, uh, even though I I rooted for them when they were here. They left. Fuck them. Um, yep. Different circumstances too between the Cardinals leaving and the Rams. So anybody that says, "Oh, you're, the, you're for the Cardinals," they left. A completely different situation. Completely different. Uh, Bidwell wanted to stay here, and he just he couldn't get a new stadium built. They wouldn't, you know. So Cronkie uh, couldn't wait to get away. Different story. Completely. Uh, I think I've had this on the show before. From uh, Schlafly, St. Louis beer, Brewery, the first uh, St. Louis craft brewery, Mexican chocolate stout from uh, Schlafly. One of my favorite stouts this time of year. Um, it's it was part of the uh, stout bout from Schlafly that I'm. Uh, I found a a bottle of the Mexican chocolate stout in the back of the fridge, so I'm having that this evening, which is uh, it's quite good. It's even better on draft, which most beers are, in my opinion. I like I like draft beer better than bottle beer. Um, I'm a. Are you, do you care, Jeff, if it's bottle or can? Does it matter to you? Or do you, I mean? Uh, not so much. I mean, if if I have the option, I typically choose bottle. You know, if it's like, oh, like I, like I get single speed a lot. That's kind of my good that's sipping beer. And if it's typically, yeah, typically when I go, it's it's can. But if I see it in a bottle, I'll grab it in a bottle. I can't. I can't do beer in a can. Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, when I was married and going to my father-in-law's house. And uh, he'd ask what kind of beer I wanted. And I'd say, and I said, what do you got? And he goes, well, I got Keystone and Milwaukee's best. <laughs> Whoa. So I'm like, well, uh, give me a Keystone, I guess. I don't know. Um, surprise me, whatever. I- I'll take a specially lined can. I can, <laughs> I can see why you uh, got a divorce. Mm, no, nah, but it was, that, <laughs> but it was, uh, uh, no, he was, a, he was a good guy, but is a good guy. But, uh, uh, no, it's just funny because they're they're cans, and I, I I associate cans with bad beer. So even though that's not the case, I mean there's great beers in cans, but I tend to pour the can pour the beer out of a can uh, into a into a glass if I have canned beer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I right. I, I always do that yeah. even with the bottles. Yeah, if, I, if I'm do. caught drinking a beer in a can, you know that that's like a last <laughs> a last. Call me a snob, I don't care. That's like oh wow, he couldn't find a glass. There was nothing on draft <laughs> or anything. So I, I was caught in a uh, between a rock and a hard place. I'm drinking beer out of a can. You know, I don't know why, but when you were getting ready to tell your story about your ex father in law, for some reason the first thought in my head was he's going to say Rolling Rock. All I got is <laughs> Rolling what? Rock. I used to, I drank the crap out of Rolling <laughs> Rock in college. It was a uh, it was cheaper. I bet. It was it was I don't know. It was it was okay. I haven't had it since college. I don't think. Uh, I was a in college. I was a, a, a Rolling Rock guy. A lot of Honey Brown too. You ever have Honey Brown? Yeah, oh, I did yeah. all that in college. Oh, yeah. um, I I didn't I didn't drink the cheap stuff in college. I mean, well, that's not exactly expensive beer either, but it's it's not Bud Light, you know, and stuff like that. It's or 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 the Beast or whatever. 
it's that was weird. I didn't I didn't do the I didn't do that. I didn't buy Bud Select in college. I don't know why. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at SCL Blues History Twitter account, uh, February third, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, is today's eight February third, nineteen seventy-seven? Bernie Federico scored the his first NHL goal on uh, on the first NHL assist by both Rick Bourbonnais and Brian Sutter. Bourbonnais, pronounce that right? Bourbonnais. Bourbonnet. Yeah, that's, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Rick Bourbonnet and Brian Sutter in the St. Louis Blues five to four loss versus the Boston Bruins. The lineups from this game program did not have any of the three listed since they were just called up. So I guess the program for this game was printed uh, before the uh, those players were called up, so they weren't on the on the on the in the program that night. So Bernie Federico's first goal, assisted by Rick Bourbonnet and Brian Sutter, which was their first NHL assist as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that means uh, if you read again the the uh, was it my blues note by Bernie Federico, he talks about that how the three of them were were basically in Kansas City together, top line that was the Blues affiliate at the time, and then they all got called up together and they all played on the fourth line in St. Louis and obviously had a good showing in their first game or first couple yeah. games. I think they all went back down one more time, but then they came up and they stayed. So. Uh, again, my blues note, Bernie Federico, a really fun read if you haven't read it yet. February 3rd, 1988, uh, Doug Gilmore scored a goal and assisted on uh, a goal by Brian Benning. Greg Millen pitched the shutout. Blues win their franchise-high seventh straight win in a 2-0 victory over the Minnesota North Stars. So at that time, it was the, the record, seventh straight. It's been bested since a few times, more than a few times. It's 11 now, right? They went 11 in a row. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. O'Reilly's overtime goal got us 11 uh, a couple couple years Toronto. ago. Toronto. Yeah. Yep. Uh, February 3rd, 1997. The world's largest backwards blue note was removed. Another A-plus move by St. Louis Blues Marketing Department led by Jim Woodcock. So uh, it's interesting. I don't, and we've talked about this before, I don't remember this thing. When it was, I, I, I don't either. And this was, I mean, I should have. Um, this was what ninety, what seven ninety eight nine ninety seven, so it's sh- I should it was there for a little bit and I should have I should I should remember this, um, but it was a it's funny because uh, the the note hung from the ceiling during the games and it cost the Blues forty thousand dollars thirty thousand to buy it and ten thousand dollars to install. It was supposed to generate five hundred thousand in concession revenue. Uh, the theory was that fans would come early to the games to see what a marketing exec build as the largest blue note in history. The problem is the blue note painted at center ice was larger and one of the two blue notes was backwards. So, and, and the players would skate through this thing uh, as they entered the ice. You know how they, the sharks skate through the shark head as they come onto the ice. Same concept, they'd skate through this this uh, this large blue note, uh, had two blue notes, one on each side, and they'd skate through it and out through the side and... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't recall this at all, like I said, but. <laughs> I look at that and I say, there's probably a reason I don't remember this. I think it's something I wanted to block for my memory because that was just, I mean, that's the era of the yep. clown jersey and, and that kind of bullshit that the marketing ploys we used to see in the 90s from teams. Yeah, the fact that this is supposed to generate revenue from concessions because people are going <laughs> to. Who's going to show up early? Hey, I got to see that giant blue it, note before it the looks, game. 
Who the it fuck It was about cares? what? It looked about 10, 12 feet tall, something like that. I don't know. Um, and the and the, the world's largest blue note, but the one at Center Ice was bigger. I guess this is the largest physical blue note, not painted. Although this is painted. Whatever. That's that's so weird. Uh, I, you know what? It, it's a Ma- marketing. <laughs> I, I could I could I could talk all day about marketing and about some of the shit that goes on with marketing. So, yeah, this is this is a a major fail idea. I don't skating through blue notes one thing, but then you know trying to justify it by saying it's going <laughs> the blue note is going to generate half a million dollars in concession revenue. What? Why? Who's gonna? I don't. Whatever. Okay. That's absurd to me. You, um, I don't have this ready to go yet. Let's see. Oh, uh, well, let me pitch it to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead. So, um, yeah, this uh, large blue note was quite the black mark in uh, in blues history. Um, but you know what's not a black mark that you can get rid of if you have black hair? You can use Manscaped to get rid of that black mark anywhere on your body. It snuck up on me. I'm telling you, you better be prepared because when I yank it out, everybody in that audience, with the exception of my wife, is going to be running for the exits. Are you ready for some football? The biggest game of the year is upon us on February 7th in Tampa, and it's time to get your balls feeling super. Our partners at Manscaped are here to tell you to join the already 2 million men who trust Manscaped products for their below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Don't settle for unnecessary roughness below the waist. (laughs) Tackle your pubes and win the Super Bowl in your pants with Manscaped. It's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats, but sure as God's got sandals, it beats fighting dudes with treasure trails. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a whole new balls game this Super Bowl, guys. Uh, uh, com- complete your top to bottom grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. Did you know, Jeff, that Manscaped does not just do uh, grooming products, they do cologne as well i did i did know that yeah you've heard that right i have yeah it's a big deal it's a big deal i believe i heard it on let's go blues radio yeah with the same signature scent that's in all manscaped formulas this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection so not only can you get lotions body washes shampoos boxers t-shirts shavers on manscaped you can get cologne now too so you can smell like an old old wooden ship one stop (laughs) shop my friends it really is. It really is. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with code LGB at manscaped.com. Uh, your Super Bowls will thank you. And I will just add something we probably haven't reminded you of in a while, and I'm sure everybody's going to love to hear it. We, uh, If you support the sponsors, you're supporting the show. So the great quality you've seen from this show in the past couple weeks have been because of the great sponsors we have. So please continue to support them. Did you know they have ball deodorant, Jeff? Did you know that? I did. Uh, yeah. I almost bought it, actually. Yeah, I have it. You I know, have the ball okay. wipes. Those are great. Here's the. Uh, okay, so um, do you... Exp- do you? Does your significant other shove her face in your armpits? Okay. <laughs> No. <laughs> you wear deodorant, but you wear deodorant on your armpits. 
right? Yeah. All right. I see so, where you're going, and she doesn't put it down there either. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, well, okay. But for those guys who want women to do that, why would you not want to get the deodorant for the for your balls? It's a very That's good a point. A stretch. Wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I mean, it's it's a, it's a it's a pretty fucking good question, to be honest. I mean, it's you know, if you, if you're if you're expecting one thing, it's like, well, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna take care of myself downstairs, but I expect you to go down there. Come on. Maybe uh, maybe next time. Uh, maybe next time, what I'll do is I will uh, say, "Hey, if you don't do that, you got to put your face in my armpit." Because <laughs> you wear deodorant there, why wouldn't you wear it uh, below the belt? I mean, was, uh, you know what I mean. I mean, oh, you know, don't act like your balls don't stink because they do. <laughs> okay, rapid fire hockey tidbits before we get into the blues talk. Uh, uh, we can run through a, a couple of uh, NHL items in our rapid-fire hockey tidbits. Zdeno Chara's new sticks got delivered to the wrong address in New Jersey. Did you see this, Jeff? I did. I feel like a talk show host tonight. Did you see this? Did, did, you, did, you, see this? did you see this? Did you see this? It's a true story. True thing. True story. I would not make this up. I kid you not. I did not know that. Uh, Ariel, what's his name? Ariel Ben Abraham. He tweeted out, Hey, Capitals. Why are $5,000 worth of your hockey sticks at my house? Also, what time is practice? He got, I don't know what it's $5,000 worth, but it's, it's quite a, it's like 12 hockey sticks, so it might be. It's a lot. Um, it is. It's a lot of hockey sticks, and, and, and his sticks the, probably the cost three or 400 sticks. bucks a piece. Yeah, any, anyone who plays hockey knows that that is the most expensive brand there is, is the true sticks, and that's what these are. And they're, they're hard, they're, and they're not all over, probably because they're so expensive. Um, yeah. They, and they're shipped from overseas. Um, it's kind of a big deal too because Chara uses an obscure he uses the brand name True that you can't you can't go to you know Johnny Max and get these things. They're they're closed now, aren't they, Johnny Max or whoever? That's, and not that they would have had those in yeah. Washington anyway. <laughs> right, right. But uh, that's true. That's a good point. Well, I'm just talking about local guys. You know, you can't yeah. go to Johnny Max and get a True stick. It's not you can't go uh, you can't buy it off the shelf necessarily around here anyway. Um, I think Pure US, has but, them. Pure Hockey has them. <clears throat> Do they? Yeah. Not 67-inch long ones, which is what... Guarantee they don't have those. Char requires, or if he's so tall, he requires, he has a special exemption to use a longer stick, so he has them custom made. So he can't just go out and buy a stick to use or borrow a teammate's sticks before the game. He can't do that. So he has to use special sticks because he's so tall. And uh, they didn't get to him, so he uh, he needs the sticks. So he's, uh, uh, apparently the man who got him is going to get him to uh, Chara. And he's being a good sport about it, so uh, that's kind of a. How, I don't know how that happens. Uh, the address on the shipping label was correct, and they, they still sent him to the wrong place. Uh, Tony D'Angelo was waived by the Rangers. Uh, he and he did, and he cleared waivers. Did you hear about this, Jeff? Hear about I, the story? I did. I did hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> D'Angelo was waived for being an asshole to his teammates, more or less. Uh, he got into a fight with teammate Alexander Georgiev uh, after Saturday's 5-4 to four overtime loss to Pittsburgh, uh, and that was the final straw for the Rangers. Uh, defenseman uh, Keandre Miller apparently broke up the fight by punching D'Angelo. Uh, D'Angelo apparently was an ass to Miller as well, so Miller got a free shot there and, uh, and took it. Good for him. And my cousin and I talked about this the other day, uh, that in a situation like this, where if you're Miller, for example, 
you've got a shot. You got a free shot at this guy because you see you see a fight going on. You're breaking this up. D'Angelo's been a dick to you. You got a free shot. You can cold cock him, and you're breaking up a fight, right? More or less. So, uh, and because that, I mean, that's how you ever play in a hockey game, Jeff, where eh, there's a little brouhaha going on, a little Donnie Brook, okay, and you got uh, somebody's taking liberties with one of your players, okay? You got a free shot to lay him out. If he's like on top of him, headlock, whatever, you can take him out. And so there was an incident, one of our games a long time ago, somebody was wailing away on somebody else, and my cousin got like a, I was 20 feet away, whatever, 30 feet away, and he got a running start, and he, he just lit him up, lit him up, lit him up. So it was a free shot because the guy's been a dick. I uh, I won't lie that I I may have partaken in a free shot before. Uh, <laughs> there was shot. there was a guy who um, had been messing with one of our better players. This was back in uh, God, I was probably eighteen, nineteen, and um, this uh, yeah, this guy was messing with one of our best skaters, and he was pissed because we were beating the hell out of his team. And uh, with about two seconds left in the game, he came up behind him and had his stick up. And, I mean, he was it was clear he was going to hack him as hard as he could. We were all on the bench, and we start yelling, you know, Kevin, look out, look out, look out. And he luckily turned around and right at the perfect time and saw him and just kicked up his foot where it got him, like, it got him right in the, like in the uh, skate. So it still hurt like hell, but at least he didn't get him, like, in the back of the leg. Um, and I just – it was the only time I've ever done this. I just – I said, nope, that is not happening. I jumped off the bench, and I just went after the dude. So my buddy Kevin had, like, gotten on top of him and, you know, kind of rustled him to the ground. And as Kevin's standing there, I come over, and I just pop him right in the face as he's, like, laying on the ice. And uh, I just go, you don't fucking do that to my teammate. And Kevin's like, uh, my buddy Kevin's like, dude, I, I had it. <laughs> and I'm like, I know you did, but he deserved it. So yeah, I've, yeah, I've definitely done that before. <laughs> if you're gonna be a dick uh, and take liberties with people uh, on the rink, you you better be aware that someone on the other team gets a free shot. You know, I mean, you started it, so payback's a bitch. D'Angelo had just signed a two-year, nine point six million dollar contract extension this past October. So uh, he has essentially paid, played his last game as a Ranger. They're going to look into trade options with him right now. So this is what a what a mess. And he had a good year last year. He was a, Who I mean, takes a good contract. And, pff, I, I mean, someone. I mean, I don't. I, I was getting ready to say someone's going to get a good deal, but he's an asshole. I mean, he's a dick. What? 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 Why would you want to bring that toxic? Uh, player into your locker room. People talked about Hoffman. Oh, he's toxic. He's girlfriends. Look, whatever. Hoffman's been nothing but professional uh, and in Florida as well. This, this is an example of a toxic situation. Yes. Starting fist fights with teammates, harassing teammates, uh, causing problems with teammates. This is, this is something you don't want to bring into your locker room. So who, yeah, who does take him? Well, that's not even, that's not even the I wouldn't take him for free. I don't, I mean, the shitty posts on social media, the stuff he said in interviews, I mean, he's, he's a sexist, racist asshole. And, and I, I, I don't understand if any, if anybody takes him, that GM had better hope that it turns out to be the greatest deal of all time, because that would be fire worthy. If you get a guy like this, and then you see the same problems happen with the new team. 
He is uh, technically on New York's taxi squad. Uh, Rangers GM Jeff Gorton said uh, D'Angelo will stay at home until the team can work out a trade. Uh, yeah, and like you said, Jeff, he does have a history of disciplinary, disciplinary issues. He was suspended twice during his junior career in the OHL, including for uh, violating the league's policy covering homophobic, racist, and sexist language and abuse of officials. He also was suspended for three games in 2017 while with the Coyotes for physical abuse of officials. Great guy, D'Angelo. Good guy. Wonderful mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, sure. All right. Get, I, get I, I his ass out of the league. I Again, if, if this is... And, I, and not trying to say anything bad about him, but if this was Alexander Ovechkin or if this was Sidney Crosby, I could see the leagues doing everything they can to keep him in the league and say, we need to work with you. We need to teach you proper conduct. I'm sorry, this this guy, he's an asshole through and through. I would be fine if he never played another NHL game. Um, I wouldn't take him for free. Actions have no. consequences. Actions have consequences. Uh, he made his bed. So he's got to sleep in it. I don't. I think it should be. I mean, he's obviously been blacklisted. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't say blacklisted, but uh, he's uh, nobody wants him for you know they they could have had him off waivers. So um, whatever. Uh, the New Jersey Devils now have ten players on the COVID protocol list. So another week, another team. Um, this is uh, yeah. I don't. I, I, this is going to be the case the rest of the season with uh, every week. Another team is going to have something. Uh, the Blues already uh, didn't have it themselves, but uh, Vegas did, so they had to uh, uh, postpone a game. And uh, the Devils are in that same boat right now. That uh, I again, we, let's give credit where credits due. I oh, was it Blue Note backer? I can't remember who it was who tweeted the uh, Petro got uh, Kyrunavirus. No, that was uh, that was uh, Thomas the Tank. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think so. That I think so. That's one of the best tweets of the year already. That was Congratulations. Good. That was good. I, 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 re- I replied to him and said, this is your best tweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, he got uh, Kyrunavirus. Kyrunavirus. Pretty pretty good stuff. That was very clever. Well played. Well done. Yeah, and we again, this is we said this last week. This is going to be something in our NHL tidbits every single week. Um, no shock here. Hopefully everybody comes out of it. Okay. And, um, devils can get back and, and hopefully they don't, they haven't spread it to anybody else. Um, and as you said, we're going to talk about the ducks here in a minute, but, uh, I want to go ahead and call reference to the, uh, I, I thought it was strange real quick talking about the golden Knights postponed game last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so if those who remember the Tuesday game that they did play, the one, the blues won in overtime or shootout, um, they, uh, the coaches sat out for COVID protocol. And I thought that was weird because I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, if the coaches have to sit out, they've been around the players. Why yeah. do they not suspend the game? And then after the game's played, we hear Petrangelo had it. And it's, okay, he played against the Blues. Like, other people yeah. in the organization had it. He was clearly around them as well. It, and, again, I'm not complaining. I The NHL probably did way more homework on this than any of us will ever know. But it just seemed odd to me that the coaches sit out and then they postpone the second game right. because a player has it. You would think that if the coaches have it, they go ahead and take precaution and say, let's go ahead and cancel some of these games for now. Well, it's interesting because my, my kids ride the bus and uh, somebody on the bus tested positive for COVID. And so 
my kids uh, were in a quarantine for a couple weeks. Um, they didn't have it. They didn't end up having it at all. Uh, well, they may have had it, but it didn't. Then no symptoms. <clears throat> um, so they're fine. But uh, but so they were quarantined. But I wasn't. Technically, by the rules, I was not. Even though, if they have it, I mean I have it because I, they're they're with me. I'm around them all the time. Every, every other day, right? So it's. If, if they do have it, well, I've got it because I'm, I'm around them so much. And uh, so that's interesting because I was not quarantined, but out of precaution, they were because I'm, because I'm a contact of a contact, so I don't have to quarantine. And I guess I'm not sure if that's just because, well, if you do that, you got to quarantine everybody. Um, maybe that's the case, but it's, it's, it's odd that, you know, I was, I was technically, according to the guidelines, I'm free to go you know, to the store and, and, and shop and stuff and, and socially distance and wear masks and stuff. But I'm, but I'm not supposed to, I don't have to quarantine, which is, which is weird to me because if my kids have to quarantine, well, I should have to too. I, I live with them. Yeah. I mean, you, you're leaving out an important fact though. The fact that you, when you found out they were uh, subjected to it, you actually made them sleep in the doghouse outside. <laughs> so Right. Yeah. Yeah. When it was that yeah, does 18 help. degrees outside and rain. Yep. Right. Or in snow. Get out, yep, kids. That. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Daddy's got to worry about podcasting. <sighs> so the uh, the Blues played the Ducks um, a few games ago. Ducks are terrible. They, uh, they're they a bad hockey team. And uh, I before our preseason show, I think I, I picked them to finish fourth uh, I, 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 just because I thought they had you know good goaltending. <laughs> uh, they, I mean, not they didn't look very good against us. Uh Played the Ducks on Saturday and Sunday. Outscored them ten to two in the two games. Uh, Blues scored three goals in the first two oh six of uh, the first game. Kairou getting two of them, uh, setting a team record for fastest three goals to start a game, and the fifth fastest in NHL history. Um, I, you know, the first three goals of this game, and especially Sanford's goal, I think uh, their 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 defense was horrendous. Uh, letting, I mean. I don't even know how to. I, if I were the Ducks fan, I'd be livid. I say, "Fucking sit everybody," because they didn't want to play. They were they didn't want to hit anybody. They didn't want to, they didn't want to even stick check people. Sanford should have been. I mean, he went right through the. I don't. I don't know. I I I would have been livid if I was a Ducks fan with the way they played early in that game. I mean, honestly, like if I'm the Ducks and I'm giving up a goal that quick right after that, I am tightening up, and I don't care if I'm. I mean, this sounds bad, but I don't care if I'm taking a headshot. I'm not letting anyone get cl- that close to the net that early in the game. And it happened fucking three times. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. we, we bitch about the Blues' defense. Holy cow. They lo- they seriously looked like they had not left the locker room. Like the Blues, they could have just come out and, and gone 5-0. on And I think Gibson would have had the same result. Three goals on six shots. I mean, insane. They looked awful. No, it was it was really bad, and I was like, "Is this going to be uh, an us versus Colorado outcome?" Because is this how we looked versus Colorado <laughs> when yeah. we lost eight nothing? Because because uh, holy hell, um, that was bad. Uh, Gibson was pulled after allowing three goals on six shots. Uh, Blues won this game six to one and uh, ended up sweeping the two game series for the first time this season uh, against the team Blues. Uh, uh, they took over first place in the West. Uh, Huso got his uh, first NHL start in Sunday's game, the second game. Uh, were you on board with starting him before this game, Jeff? Yeah, same same conversation as last week when we talked about him getting the 
The only thing, okay, well, okay, last week we talked about his first NHL start coming against L.A. in the back-to-back, well, not back-to-back, but the second of the King series. Um, the only thing I would have considered here if I was Barubi was starting Huso in the first game of this series, just simply because the Blues have been so bad in second games. They figured it out in the Vegas series. If we don't play it, we can't suck, right? So, <laughs> but it was Haven't like... Haven't lost a second game in the last two series, right? Exactly. So it was um, It was just, I would have maybe considered it, maybe Ruby did, uh, uh, starting him in the first game as opposed to the second just because of that. But in all honesty, when you look at the schedule, you look at how things are panning out, it would make sense to start, uh, if you're going to start him in one of those two games, always choose the second game. So it was uh, it was the right call. What did you think? Oh, yeah. I, I was, I think... Uh, uh... I, I was talking on Twitter uh, the, the night before um, about uh, do you start Huso tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I start Huso. Um, I think if you're not going to start Huso in the second game of that series, when are you going to start him? Because yeah. we had, I mean, we had two games coming up against Arizona where you're you're going to start, you know, Bennington, uh, and and this is the second game of back-to-back nights. Uh, I, I, even though Bennington didn't get a ton of work in the first game. If you're not going to start Huso in this in the second game of back-to-back nights uh, against a team that against a terrible team, you're never going to start him. I, 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 I unless Bington is just exhausted. So you had to you, you you had to put him in, get his first NHL start, get and, and see what you got with him because he had a he had a, a bad outing uh, his last out. It didn't play very well. So, I mean, and people and fans were down on him. They wanted him traded after what four periods of hockey. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, get it. his first NHL win. Sorry, but he, he's just got a. I mean, just yeah, I, no brainer to start him. I thought. Uh, uh, real quick, well, let's get to uh, a couple comments here. Austin Lynch says he uses the snowball for streaming and he loves it. Uh, str- Go ahead and throw up your stream tag thing there, Austin. I think you're on Twitch, right? Um, that's Austin Lynch. Um, he'll he'll throw it out there for a minute for anybody who's interested. Uh, Jesse Hill says Ducks defense equals worst in the NHL, and I think we can. It's funny because just a couple years ago, uh, and for anybody here who might know of or listens to the Puck Podcast, uh, both friends of the show, the hosts of that, uh, Doug Stolhan is a big uh, Anaheim Ducks fan, and it was funny because you hear him talk, and it was when they made the Sammy Vatanen trade, when they uh, were talking about trading Hampus Lindholm. It was always, they've got so many good young defensemen to spare. You know, it, it, they need to go out and get offense. So, yes, trade these young defensemen, and just, you know, Shea Theodore was another one. Um, let's just see them make these moves and get some offense out there. Now it's like, okay, I think you traded too many. I think you let too many of those guys go because, my God, they are awful. You know, okay, so let's talk about that. Anaheim's worst defense in the NHL. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, well, I'm just looking at numbers here. Uh, So they've allowed 28 goals in 11 games. Uh, Vancouver's allowed 48 in 13 games. Ottawa has allowed 48 in 10 games. They're allowing almost five goals a game through 10 games. Yes, but let's also factor in that the goaltender in Ottawa has not been as good. Uh, Gibson yeah. has been amazing. Right. I mean, yeah. And that, and that, again, that's why I 
I picked them to finish fourth because I thought it was a toss-up. And I'll go with the goaltending. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. Matt Murray has been uh, atrocious to start this year. So, uh, yeah, Edmonton has allowed 43. Detroit's allowed 40. Pittsburgh's allowed 37. So, I mean, and actually, Anaheim has, uh, you know, they're in the middle of the pack as far as goals allowed. But, yeah, the, their defense was like Swiss well, cheese. You, when you accompany it with the fact that they can't score goals either. Right. You know, they have uh, Max Comtois, um, the uh, the other young kid. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. But they've got a couple guys that they thought were going to be breakout stars this year or next, and it's not turning out that way. Uh, I mean, shit, you're playing David Backus. Uh, that says something bad about your offense. Uh, they're only one point out of fourth. Granted, they've played four more games in Vegas. <laughs> but, yeah. So, but I mean, they're they're ahead of doubt. They're ahead of well, they've played what two more games in LA, two more than Arizona, three more than San Jose. Um, I, I have a feeling that once these teams catch them in games play, they're they're going to be near the bottom. We'll see. Jesse Hill, Ottawa is Murray. Yeah, 100% agree with you. I mean, their defense mm-hmm. isn't great, but, yeah, Matt Murray has been awful outside of Pittsburgh. Um, then we've got uh, – uh, well, sorry. Here we go. Uh, Sean Nolan says shots against. I think he's wanting you to look up shots against who's faced the most shots if you still have that open. Oh, I didn't um, have <clears> – <throat> I said the standings open. Let me – I can check stats. Go ahead and – And we'll add real quick uh, Dustin, Dusty Road in the, uh, in the YouTube chat. Do you think the league will shorten the season with all these postponements? Uh, I'm going to say no, and, and Kurt, I'm going to go ahead and speak for you, and I think you agree, because um, I think that the league built it into the schedule. They purposely have spaced games out enough, yep. and uh, I think they're planning on having a pretty long break. Let's just say that there's no more postponements at all. If you um, go from the regular season to when they start want to start the playoffs – I'm pretty sure that they've got a pretty large break scheduled in. So that way they can move those postponed games to later in the season. Um, so, yeah, you'll start seeing those games get played. But, yeah, I, I think 56 games is where it's going to stand the rest of the year no matter what. Uh, as far as shots against goes, uh, Anaheim is 14th uh, war, no, the middle, 14th uh, middle, middle section. Uh, they've allowed 30.2 average per game, and uh, worst is Vancouver, 36, point, 36 uh, shots against per game average. So we're, we've actually allowed more shots per game than uh, Anaheim. We've allowed uh, 31.8. Yeah, it's not been good. No. Um, uh, take, take a guess who number one is. Least shots mm. against per game average. Is it a surprise? And, uh, uh, it's not, and it's not because they played fewer games either. It's not like San Jose or something. I'm going to say, oh, boy. I'm going to say Pittsburgh. Boston. Boston. 23.4 shots per that's, game average. That's good considering they've lost they lost two major defensemen this, this yeah. summer. Right. Pittsburgh's actually, uh, you're close. Pittsburgh uh, was, uh, let's, see, one, let's see, one, two, three, sixth. 27 yeah. shots against per game. So you were, you were play close. a good team game. Yeah. Um, my mother commented in the Facebook chat. I think Kurt, you're going to enjoy her comment here. Hmm. Uh, might be comment of the show. This is up for comment of the show. <laughs> you actually. can't give the comment of show to your mom. Well, once you hear it, I think you'll agree. Uh, <laughs> turning volume down while you talk about manscaping. 
I didn't realize. I, I, I when I we do this show, I forget that people's moms might be listening. <laughs> yeah. After I said that, I'm like, oh, I hope mom's not listening, and well, she is. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's 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 real life, guys. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Are we good with the uh, comments? I think that I think we've covered the YouTube. Yeah, comments I right mean, now. Um, I mean, I thought the Blues came out a little weak in that second game. The uh, the, the Ducks scored uh, early on, and, and the Blues obviously came back and won and won big. But um, I thought early on they looked a little weak again, and I was getting pretty pissed because it's like, again, rookie goalie back there. You know, let's see some stronger D and, and give him some confidence. And he he turned it around. I mean, even even the first goal I thought was, a, was, a, was not a bad goal against. And I thought he really settled in and played some great hockey down the stretch and Obviously, you know, backstop on the Blues to a win looked great. So much better than the other two times we've seen him play. So I I was uh, very impressed by Huso's play uh, in that game. You think the uh, the Ducks' D needs some ID life? Probably. I think so. Yeah. yeah. You think so? Maybe some energy before the game? There's nobody on this planet exactly like you. But with ID life's genetic testing... You'll find out exactly how you're made. You'll learn to work with your body rather than against it. ID Life is the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a personalized health assessment and your DNA. And for the month of February, add a DNA bundle with personalized vitamins to your cart, then click on Your Personalized Vitamins in the top menu bar to take the HIPAA-compliant assessment. After you finish, add your personalized vitamin recommendation to the cart to receive up to $100 in instant savings. Say what? I know, I know. Crazy, right? But you heard that correctly. $100 toward the health journey only you can take. Visit rockinthatidlife.com to begin learning about your body today and tell my friend Dustin that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And uh, I guess we should mention that uh, you can get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him uh, Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Just, just send him a text. Text Dustin, 636-393-8745 with Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. He'll hook you up, get, get you 10% off uh, of your order. Yeah, it's uh, it's he he does a great job. Again, I've been I've been buying from Dustin even before he became a sponsor. That's part of the reason why he became a sponsor. Uh, he really helps you out. He he you know sets you in the right direction. So if you're looking, you know, hey, I I want to get involved. I want to maybe take this health assessment. I want to you know up my energy levels, my hydration levels, whatever. Um, he'll walk you through your journey. Again, six three six three nine three. Eight seven four five, and uh, that's Dustin. And just let him know that uh, the guys from Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. I'm gonna have some ID life after the show's over. I'm gonna jump back on the treadmill, uh, which I was on before the show started. And I'll jump back on after, and I'm gonna have myself some ID life. Not just because it works well, but because it tastes good too. It does. It, it sounds really like does. a bad commercial, but it's true. <laughs> it really does. It is true. I mean, I I've tried a bunch of those powders and and that kind of stuff before, and I've never been able, and that's why for a long time I drank energy drinks because I hated the taste of the the powdery stuff that you'd find. Yeah. And um, uh, I've I've moved on. I haven't had an energy drink in years because uh, uh, the stuff Dustin Dustin's. Uh, I actually used to work with him with another company 
that he uh, he used to do before ID Life, and he turned me on some good product there. And now he's he's obviously moved on to ID Life, and and it's a match made in heaven because the stuff that he sells there is is fantastic. So yeah, again, his name's Dustin, great guy, always willing to help. Um, and again, uh, a good friend of Let's Go Blues Radio. I have had, I mean, I, I don't like energy drinks. Um, I, I've, I've had, um, I think I'm the gist of my uh, Gatorade and Powerade are things that I've had, you know, not too long ago. Um, but I don't, uh, I don't, I don't do the, uh, canned energy drinks. The, the, what they, I don't know what they call it even. Um, those, those high caffeine, uh, canned drinks. The Rockstar and the the Nos, or whatever they're called. You ever do those, Jeff? I never have. Uh the ones that I liked was the um, oh my gosh, they're in a white can. Um, I'm drawing up Monster. No, yeah, yeah it was, the, it was a Monster, Monster Zero. Yeah. Monster Zero. Yeah. yeah, it was like zero sugar, but it was like full of everything else, and it just again, I talked about it last week. Fake energy. It, yeah, it would energize me for about two hours, and it felt great. But then I would have this this awful just drop, and I would just feel like napping. You know, maybe working from home now wouldn't be so bad. But back in the day in the office, it was just like, I can't sleep. Where am I going to sleep? I can't curl up under my desk. And those things aren't those things aren't. I mean, I, I never really had them, but they're not good for you, are they? I no, mean, they're not. No, no, they're terrible for you. Awful. <clears throat> Too I, much I some, of anything is bad for you. <laughs> some people like drink those things like crazy, and I'm like, God, yeah. you're gonna die early <laughs> my sister my sister used to get the the big packages at sam's and she'd oh go through them in like in like two weeks and i'm like Man. she's like well there's zero sugar i'm like yeah but there's 500 percent of your daily intake of everything else yeah uh, yeah i can't comment on the taste i never really had them but i've just heard bad things about them i not as far as the taste some people love them but not for me Taste wasn't uh, awful, but but for me, like I've gotten away from soda almost hundred percent, and obviously energy drinks. So it's like every now and then I'll have a Dr Pepper, and I'm like, yeah, this still tastes fine. But I'll have like an energy drink, and I'm like, ugh, this is awful. Uh, I'll do the I'll do the beer, and I'll do water. And that's about it. And of course, ID Life. And of course, ID Life. Yeah, which is yep. you know you add water to it. It's mostly water. <laughs> yeah, mostly water. Mostly water. Uh, so the Blues beat the Coyotes last night, four to three. I thought this was a, a pretty interesting game. Uh, yeah, the, the Blues got off to a horrendous start. Uh, I, I didn't play well for the first thirteen, fourteen minutes of the game at all. Uh, being outshot eleven to one at one point, trailed one to nothing midway through the first period, and a goal by Christian Dvorak. Uh, every time I see his name, I think Radic. Every time. Every time, uh, same here. Every time, every time. Uh, That's his dad, right? Is it his dad? I think okay. it is. I'll I, I, I believe you. Just to be sure, I believe you. Uh, real, I mean, you know, I, nice play. Uh, real strong on his stick as uh, uh, Dunn was defending uh, Dvorak or trying to, and uh, uh, was unsuccessful. Um, if you watch the replay, Dunn tries to kind of check him and and kind of stick check him as well, and. Dvorak just didn't move. He was like a stone wall. Dunn Dun kind of hit him and kind of bounced off and couldn't get his stick. And it was a nice play, a nice little backdoor deflection. Not related to Radic Dvorak. No? Hmm. Okay. What do you know? 
But it's no, good. I uh, it's a good try. I, I'll admit on this goal, I was I was pretty ticked with Dunn. I thought, and listen, I know it's one play, and you're going to see this throughout the season. I mean, it's going to happen to the best defenseman in the league that you know a skilled guy like Dvorak is is going to just find a way to get his stick open. But I don't know. Dunn was draped on him, but. I mean, you got to tie that stick up. I feel like he didn't even try to, to lift his stick or come down on his stick. It just, it looked like he was bodying, which is great, but you've got to tie that stick up because a good player, even if he just has one hand on his stick, is going to be able to direct that towards the net. So I wasn't happy with done. No, again, I'm not saying I would have sat him or anything, but I would have been like, okay, one more play like that, and I may consider benching you the rest of the period. I, uh, but he played fine after that. I thought, I mean, he, he did try to get stick on stick. He did get stick on stick. He came up, he didn't stick lift. He, he chopped down. Um, and I, you know, I'm watching the replay. Um, uh, cause like, it's what we do. We look to say, okay, why did that goal happen? Who's at fault? Um, or are we giving full credit to the team for making a really nice play? What's the deal? And, uh, analyzing this play, um, <clears throat> I think I think if I'm going to fault done at all on this play, uh, I think it's going to be not anticipating uh, Dvorak breaking down the middle. Uh, it looked like uh, when Dvorak broke down the middle, uh, it kind of surprised Dunn, and he like oh, and he tried to get after him, and he was a step behind. I think that's that to me. That's where I would put the blame on him, because then Dvorak had position on him inside position, and 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 then Dunn had to try and check him from the backside. Uh, when the puck is coming from the direction, so and he did try and check him, but if you look at Dvorak, I mean he's braced, he's leaning, in, he's leaning towards Dunn. He knows the, I think he knows the the hit's coming, and Duck Dunn hit him and tried to stick check him, but Dvorak was solid. I, um, yeah, and I guess you can make an argument that Dunn could try and be stronger, stick lift him, you know, slash the stick in half if he has to, right? Um, right. But uh, take the but, take the penalty for sure. Yeah, but uh, I think, you know, I, I. I I I think if I'm gonna place blame on Dunn, it'd be it'd be earlier in the play, like not anticipating uh, that Dvorak was gonna do that, and uh, then Dvorak got position, and then it's hard if if you if you don't have position uh, on a player, it's hard to reestablish, especially in a bang bang play like that. So, and I'll add before we continue on talking about this game, I'm pretty sure it both were right before this goal, but um, I I made comment of this uh, after the period ended. Braden Shen, I thought looked like the guy that was like, okay, I'm going to break my team out of this horrendous play. And, um, you know, going back to last season, the, the Arizona Coyotes, for whatever reason, were the streak breaker for the Blues. Um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I remember, uh, I think they went to 10 games at one point, played the Coyotes and lost a uh, 10-game winning streak, lost to the Coyotes, so it broke the streak. And then I want to say again, they were at six or seven games, and they played the Coyotes, and they broke the streak again. So the Coyotes have, for whatever reason, pretty much had the Blues' number for the past two seasons because I thought they played really well in this game. Uh, obviously, early on, they played fantastic. But Braden Shen, two monster hits right before this goal on the same shift, uh, one behind their goal, and then one, I believe it was in the neutral zone, and it didn't get a lot of play because obviously the goal was scored. But, I mean... A guy who just really seems to put his team on his back and and try and, and be a momentum changer, whether it's with a goal, 
you know, an excellent pass, a good defensive play, or a big hit. Uh, Braden Shen, again, we've talked about it in the offseason. If you're not going to give the C to Ryan O'Reilly, who are you going to give it to? And it's clear to me that is Braden Shen. He's, uh, he's a team leader. I love the way he plays the game. And I thought, especially in the first 10 minutes of this game, he and he was the best the best player on the ice for both teams. And I mean that. Uh, given how bad the Blues were and as good as the Coyotes looked, Braden Shen was all over the ice. I thought he looked fantastic. And Jesse, one more one more comment that I want to – oh, go ahead. Jesse Hill's got a comment. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to – well, go ahead and finish yours because this is about done. Okay, well, I was just going to add real quick. I thought to start the game, you know, talking about shaky, the Blues looking a little shaky, I thought Jordan Bennington didn't look that good to start either. Uh, he had a couple rebounds that popped out right in front. Uh, he It looked like he was battling the puck a lot, like every shot. He was just trying to shrug off rather than actually try and, you know, make a routine save and, and cover. Uh, I thought he looked really rough to start, and I thought, oh, boy, this is going to be a shellacking because Bennington's fighting the puck. The Blues are not skating. They're not getting to the loose pucks. The only guy on the ice who's doing that is Braden Shen. But I thought, again, maybe eight, nine minutes in, especially after this goal, Jordan Bennington really settled. And he started making the glove saves. He started pushing the puck to the corner and, and making the right plays. And and that's what I love about him as a goaltender. I think even when he doesn't look good, he's still making the saves. He's just maybe not making them the way you want him to make them. But he's he's going to fight. He's not going to give up. He's not going to you know, sit back and say, well, pass across the crease. I'm not going to move on it. He's still trying to do the right thing. And I, I love seeing that in a goaltender. He's got the best drive I've seen in a blues goalie in a long, long time. And um, again, I thought him coming up with the early saves uh, was a big reason the blues were able to, to come back and get the victory here. I just think the blues are getting outworked. And it, and it wasn't hard to do in that game because the Blues were not work. It didn't seem like they were working as hard as they should have been. Nothing was clicking, and Arizona the stuff was clicking for them. And they were they were beating us to lose pucks. They were winning board battles. Uh, we weren't closing the gap in the defensive zone when they entered the zone. It just it was a it was a bad combo all the way around. Um, but uh, Jesse Hill in the YouTube chat says that uh, Dunn is the new Jake Allen, and I will buy into that completely right now anyway. Because he definitely has his fair share of haters, uh, and it's been that way for a couple of years. So, and, and, and you know what? Um, Dunn makes mistakes. He, it's, he's a he's a high risk, high reward player, um, and he does. He, and this year, he had a really bad start to the season um, until he was benched. He's played well since. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was bad. Uh, just, and not just like little things like major turnovers that lead to goals. So that was just, yeah, I, when people complain about Dunn, I'm like, I get it. I get it. But, uh, I think, um, you know, it's, it's quite possible he's a late bloomer. Um, and, uh, as far as, is is smoothing his game outs concerned, um, he's 24 years old. Um, I think so. I mean, he's he's still pretty young. I mean, it's not uh, he's a he's a older guy. I mean, if he was twenty seven, twenty eight, you'd be like, I mean, what the hell? This is who he is. But I think he's got a lot of room to grow, and I think he will. But he he's shown he can. I think it's just cons- it's a matter of just applying himself and being consistent. So keep his head in the oh, game. Oh God! I can, if I if 
found a dime for every time I heard. Jeff, have you just applied yourself? Oh, <laughs> keep my your, goodness. Keep your head in the game. I mean, because, I mean, he, after his benching, he's played better. He's not making the glaring yeah, mistakes. Yeah, and, and again, like, I know that I made the comment about that first goal, uh, not tying up the stick. I don't think I even really show any upset behavior over that if it wasn't for what we've seen earlier in the season. I think – it's just a compounding thing of, okay, well, he hasn't played well already. Then this goal happened, and it's okay. First goal of the game. Dunn was benched earlier. But, again, I think after that goal happened, I think something woke up in him, and I thought he played the rest of this game very well. Hoffman scored uh, after the Coyotes. Uh, defenseman Alex Goligoski uh, fell down, giving uh, Goligoski's uh, glove. Uh, is it a shot over um, – not I got Goligoski over his glove uh, to uh, 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 Kemper. Kemper, yeah, over Kemper's glove to tie it up uh, with two thirty-five left in the first period. So uh, fantastic shot by Hoffman. This is what you want to see out of him. Uh, this is the kind of thing you're going to get. Uh, but uh, uh, to be honest, uh, it was nice that Goligoski fell down <laughs> to give Hoffman that lane. So well, and that's the thing too. He's a guy, and that's what we love about these these types of players, snipers. You know, Vladimir Tarasenko is the same way. You give him that room, he's going to score. It doesn't matter who's in net. You cannot give that kind of space to a guy like Mike Hoffman. And uh, yeah, he skated right down that right wing side and just blasted a perfect shot on Kemper. I mean, that's that's a grade A shot. From Mike Hoffman. That's the best as it gets from him. And I, uh, again, like, if Goligoski stays on his feet, maybe that opportunity never happens. But, yeah, you, you he had a t- plenty of time to skate in. And he's a guy who's not going to dangle. He's going to come in. He's just going to snap a shot. And he's going to pick his spot. And that's exactly what he did. You know, Hoffman hasn't had, uh, I guess, the number of goals you'd like to see out of him yet. Because he, he he only had one up until that one. And the one he had before, this first one, was a, was a tip. So, um, but I tell you what, with Hoffman, I love the fact that he is the target on the power play when he's out there. I love, and I love that he is letting it rip. He's, he's firing away. Um, he's, I mean, and it's nice to see a guy, uh, besides Perron be able to just tee up on those one-timers, uh, like he does, which, you know, Tarasenko, as great a goal scorer as he is, sucks at one-timers for whatever reason. We've talked about this. Um, and, uh, you know, Perron is, is, was the best one-timer we had on the, for forward on the team. Uh, and now there's Hoffman. So uh, I think uh, the goals will come for him uh, a little more, with a little more frequency. Um, he'll get, he'll get some, some uh, past the goalies. He's with the way he's shooting. So looking forward to that. Um, uh, 40 goal score. Is that what Bill said this season? No. Oh yeah. He made a comment no. that he was going to score 40 goals this season. No. Yes, he did. No. Play the tape back I, I, he, in our season he, preview show. He said that 40 and yeah. you even asked, you even said was, you go in a 56 game <laughs> season and he goes, yep. Nah, maybe he said 30. So I, no, I think he said 40, hundred percent. I can see 30. I'm pretty sure he said 40. Listeners, help me out here. Come on. Do you remember? Pretty sure he said 40 because I was very shocked by that. So, yes, I'm going to hold Bill to that. Let's see how close he gets. What's McDavid and Drysaddle? What are they at as far as points? Because, I mean, no one's getting 40 goals Uh, this year. 12? I don't think so. I mean. 
I mean, unless Mario Lemieux comes back and puts up like the year he did in 1994. <sighs> I, I, I want to. I if he's at 40, they got some big balls on Bill for uh, saying 40. Uh, I would, I would. Well, say- we all know Bill has <laughs> big balls. That's why he needs manscaped so I would, we can. Has Hoffman scored 40 in an 80 in an 82 game season? <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think he, he has. has. No, no. But so I, uh, Austin Ledge says which episode again? I believe that was uh, the the season preview, the one that we did right before, yeah, right before the Colorado game. <laughs> was that what two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Uh, uh, um, Jesse Hill says I have a bet with a guy on Twitter. He thinks Hoffman gets forty-one. No way, not a chance. I in just hell. don't see that happening. He has two in ten games, and I'll I'll give I'll give Bill a little credit. I'm pretty sure he said that not thinking fifty-six. But being on a live podcast, when you called him out on 56 games, he was like, oh, fuck, well, I got to stand by it. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, 56-game season, yep. I, I could see somebody <laughs> saying 30, but even 30 is a lot. I mean, it's a lot for yeah, 50, it I mean, it's, But I can see, like, okay, he has a great year playing some shitty teams in this division uh, over and over and over again. Okay, maybe you get 30, I don't know. But, uh, but man, there's no way. He gets. He didn't come close to forty. I would say, I would say, be lucky if he gets thirty. I think that the conversation was that Robert Thomas was going to have a breakout year, and with uh, Mike Hoffman on his wing, that he was obviously going to have a breakout year too. I say, I say, tw- uh, I say, twenty three goals for Hoffman. I'm going to say twenty twenty six. Okay. And Bill says forty. Are we doing prices right rules? Will you overbid? Do you lose? Even if it's well, 25? if you do that, I'm going to say one. <laughs> well, okay. I'll say one. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. So it's 23, 23 or more, and I win. <laughs> um, early in the second period, Justin Falk uh, continued his excellent play, danced around uh, Hayton up up high and slipped by Gross down low, found himself alone on Goski, on Kemper, and uh, – Softly flipped a shot over Kemper's. I kept. I, I, I've got Golagoski all over his notes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think you went crazy. I'm not sure why. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Uh, uh, this is a beautiful goal. Uh, this was this was a goal scorer's goal. Um, fan. I mean, and it wasn't like a just a little chip shot to get it on net. He knew what he was doing. Um, Kemper was showing him. I mean, had five. It was a gaping five hole. My God. But uh, that little uh, well, and that's well, that's the thing about that goal that I loved was the fact that he had his stick on the ground yeah. still. Yes, he had the five hole open, but the stick was on the ground. So if Falk was thinking all I got to do is slide it, he makes the save. Yeah, but he still chipped it right over the stick. I mean, he put it perfectly where he needed to put that puck. And after dangling two guys, I know wonderful shit. That was so awesome. If I'm Kemper, though, I mean, I mean, granted, this is a lot to process in a short amount of time. But I mean, Fox in, in tight on you. I mean, and you're, and you're standing up five hole. That's pretty, uh, I mean, to me, you go down because for him to roof it over you at that angle, whew, good luck. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but from what Kemper gave Falk, he smoked him. So that was, that was fan. I, I thought, honestly, I thought Kemper, played that pretty well to be quite honest I'd, mm. I'd be interested to hear what bill thinks mm. i think he played that well i think with him putting the stick on the ice yeah i thought yeah. he thought okay he's not gonna put it over me he's not gonna put it under this me five holes huge but he just it, it was like one of those seam passes you see the flip you know maybe over a, a guy's stick that's the kind of play that reminded me of it was you know 
just chip it just over the stick and put it between the legs, and that's that's what he did. I thought it was beautiful. All he's got to do is get it six inches off the ice, and it's over the stick. I think. I mean, if you go down, he's got to get it, you know, four feet in the air, get it over his shoulder. So, uh, real quick, Kylo Rat, that Kerber call of the Falk goal was phenomenal. I didn't hear Kurt, it. Did you hear? No, that? I didn't hear the Kerber's call. Uh-uh. Oh my god, it was great. Um. I'm drawing a blank. He he referenced, uh, I believe he referenced a movie, right? Kylo Rat, help me out here. Uh, put in the chat what it was. Uh, he, he like repeated a name, but yeah, it was it was fantastic. I, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was. Kerber called that perfect. But now a beautiful goal, um, prettiest I've seen from Falk in his entire NHL career, to be honest. And uh, uh, well, let's go ahead and read a comment here in the Facebook chat from Mister. Uh, Adam Gold, where are all my Falcomaniacs? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, the Falk haters have been kind of quiet this year. That's what it was. Kylo Rat, because he was talking about uh, basically how he like charged through the middle. Oh, yeah. And he said, Barry Sanders, bu- 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 Barry. <laughs> you know what? You know what? <clears throat> I, I just want to say how right I was about Falk this offseason. How many people? I, I don't know how many. I don't know how many people I talked to online, on Twitter, whatever. We talked about Falk, and they wanted him gone. They said he sucks. He's off. I said, yeah, he had a really bad year last year, but he will have a better year this year. I think he will have a much better season this season. First off, you're not going to trade him. He his contract that he signed with the Blues hadn't even started yet, <laughs> so they're not going to move him before his contract starts. That is not. That's not going to happen. Uh, and I said he will be better this year. He should be better this year. I expect him to be much better this year because, I mean, he's a much better player than he was last year. And a lot of things were happening last year as far as new system, new responsibilities, um, whatever. So I, I, I and, and the fact that he did seem to get better late in the season and played much better in the bubble, I thought, okay, that bodes well for the season. So, and uh, I'll be damned this season. He's been now granted. I didn't think he was going to be this good. Uh, he's, he's what right now, the season ends today. If the season were to end today, who's your Norris trophy winner today? Does he get nominated? Oh no. Fuck. He no. should. He should. No, he's a top five defenseman not right now. Not with how right now, not with how bad the blues defense has been. He has been a top five defenseman in the NHL. Right now, by himself. Okay. Name me, name me, name me better ones. I mean, we don't have to, but I'm just saying. I. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go there. But Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. But he has been excellent. I mean, he's. I, I I can look up his stats, but he's. Yeah. Oh, he's been great. He's in the, I think he's uh even he's in the top for uh, defensive scoring he's, too. He's in the conversation for me for best defenseman this year. I mean, after ten games. Now, granted, we have a long, okay. long way to go. Long way to go. That that could even out, and he could kind of come back to earth a little bit. But uh, as of right now, I think he is in the conversation for Norris. Okay, Kurt, you said that um, you know you, you called it basically. Help me out here. Let me let me. Uh, I'm going to pat you on the back oh, here. Yep. Oh, Help me out here. Yep. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Hang on. There we go. There we go. Good job. Okay. Good job. Like I'm a dog. (laughs) They pat me on the head. (laughs) Everything's backwards. I'm leaning this way, that way. 
Yeah, I know. That's what I was doing, too. I'm like, wait a minute. It's the other arm. It's like, everything's backwards, <laughs> but my shirt reads correctly. How does that work? Yep. I don't uh, know. It's magic. That makes sense. Internet magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Dvorak actually scored again a few minutes later uh, after Fox goal uh, to tie it back up on the power play and uh, a very similar goal to his first one. I'm I'm sorry. I am going to totally interrupt you because he found the clip. Austin Lynch has found the clip of Bill making the claim. Yeah, hopefully it plays well over my phone. Here we go. In Ottawa, and you know, now he's a couple organizations away from that. If he has a, a season here where you know he plays with Robert Thomas and puts up, um, as I have boldly predicted, um, you know, 40 goals in a short season, Ooh, he did. Boom, he did. there it is. All right, he's that's right, Bill. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a that's a haul. That's a haul of goals. Nice work, Austin. Yeah, good job. Damn. Good job. Our fact checker over there, Austin Lynch. He, you want to produce this show? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Be an intern? <laughs> Be a stats runner? <laughs> All right, sorry. Continue no, that was good. That was saying. worth it. That was awesome. Um, and, and Bill joined the show for a few seconds there. Yeah, Bill joined the show for a second. Yep. Uh, so Dvorak's, Dvorak's second goal was uh, eerily uh, similar to his first one. Same kind of play, uh, redirection uh, behind the goalie, pass in front, uh, kind of thing. Um, Preko had actually, I thought, okay. So if you wanted to uh, uh, criticize Dunn on the first uh, goal, I'll, I'll criticize Preko here. I thought he played this terribly. Uh, this is a, they're killing a power uh, penalty. I get it, but he goes down to block a centering pass, which I I thought was a terrible decision. Um, essentially, took himself out of the play, leaving Dvorak alone in the slot. Uh, where Schmaltz uh, found him before Pareko could get back into position, and before Riley could get there to cover Pareko for Pareko. So I, I, and, and uh, I, I, when I saw Pareko go down, I'm like, woof! He just took herself out of the play, and and the puck, bing bang boom, it's around you, and and the puck's in the net. So I thought it was a, uh, I thought that was a poor decision by Pareko to, uh, to go down. I'm all, I'm all for aggressive play. Yeah, the- but that uh, was bad. That was a bad decision. The the go the, the go down like that uh, that's a play that that I'll admit I I do fairly regularly but that's also because I played men's league and you know we face a lot of two on ones and three on ones uh, but on the power pl- or I'm sorry on the penalty kill for the Blues uh, it's all about zone it's all about covering the right zone and making sure that you know no passes can get through and I get that he thought okay this way the puck's not going to get in front. But they got the extra man. They're going to find another passing lane, and they're going to work to get somebody else open. And, uh, yeah, that's never the right play to me on the penalty kill. So, yes, I'm 100% with you. And I think Pareko has just – I don't want to say he's been awful, but he's not been as advertised this season. He's and and that was a microcosm of his play. If you're going down a, on a play like that, you got to guess right. You, that puck has yeah. to be coming from him with a shot or a pass into your body when you go down. You have to. I mean, you can't be wrong. Um, and you get burned, and they did. Um, and I agree with you. I think uh, Preko he had a number of uh, maintenance days in practice where he didn't practice. Um, so he's nursing something and. It's it's logical that uh, whatever he's nursing or was nursing is affecting his game. That's a that's a reasonable conclusion to draw, I think. And I I and I and I said online, I'm like, you know what? Sit Preko. 
Um, if you're going to sit done, uh, Pareko's made some bad decisions too. And, and maybe he's not getting sat because he's, he's hurt and they know it's not like a mental thing, but, uh, shoot, I, if you can sit him for a week, sit him for three games, four games, whatever, and maybe get him healthier, maybe to help us play. I don't know. Um, or maybe it's one of those situations where, well, he can he can play. He's not going to hurt anymore, and it's not going to help him to heal faster if he doesn't play. Whatever. I'm sure doctors say whatever, but I, I yeah, he's not he's not been himself, and it's it's noticeable. Yeah, and for me, it's it's um, it goes back to the old Barrett Jackman argument back when he was the number one, number two defenseman. Every year at the end of the year, we would hear, well, uh, Jackman was playing injured, and and that's why he wasn't playing well. Well, then why the fuck was he playing? If he's not playing 100% and he doesn't look good out there, yeah. sit him. Make him get the surgery. Make him heal his injury. Bowmeister, too. Yeah, Bowmeister. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, same thing with Bowmeister. And it's it's just, to me, again, you're, the defense hasn't looked good anyway. If Pareko's got an injury, sit him right now and right now to where the Blues are, are sitting in first place. Right? They're still in first place, right? Yeah, tied. Yep. Yeah, tied tied for first. Um, they have, uh, um, you know, they've got a, a, a Arizona tomorrow night. Sit them for a couple games and let Falk take the mantle as the number one defenseman for a little while. He already has. And let him, let him <laughs> get back to speed where we know Pareko can play. And it's just... It drives me crazy because because if we hear that at the end of the season, well, uh, Perico didn't play as well because he was hurt. Why the fuck was he playing? Yeah, like that that drives me nuts. I never understand that. Like I get that. Well, and, and in normal seasons, it's well, you don't want to sit your star players because you want to get fans in the stands. What's your excuse this year? Yeah, you know, I mean, Jesus, it, it'll Christ. be interesting to see what happens when Bortuzzo comes back because they'll have an extra defenseman there to plug in. Um, maybe they'll sit Pareko if he's hurting, but I, I don't see it. I mean, if he if he's hurting that bad, they wouldn't be practicing him uh, like they are now. So he's not getting maintenance days now. So I don't know what the deal is. I, if he's hurt, they should sit him, uh, especially if sitting if for a week. If he's not hurt, if he's not hurt, you know what I think would hurt him even worse. I'm I say hurt, not hurt. What I mean is, um, if if he's not hurt, and you want to send a message to him, give him give him number six minutes. Put him, put him yeah. on the, the third pairing with Nico Mikola and have him play number six minutes for a game or two and say, you got to earn your spot back. And, uh, yeah. you know, you yeah. play well and you get it back. With as good as Mikola has been and with as good as Falk has been, uh, if you got Krug, they'd be, they'd be fine without, I mean, set Prego for a while. And even if it was just evenly distributing his minutes out, you know, he's, he's a, what, about 25 minutes a game probably. Um, if you just cut him down to about 18 maybe, and then you distributed those extra couple minutes between the rest of the defensemen, uh, you know, it's not, is it really going to hurt things? Because I think overall, you know, not one pairing has looked that much better than the other. Justin Falk leads the team in ice time with 23-53 a game, and Preko's at 23-27, so he's second. Wow. So he's logging a lot of ice time. And that's that's puzzling with, with how inconsistent he's been. 
I, I think it's the, the same idea for a goalie who's struggling, that you just let him play through it yeah, and he'll but, get through it. But if he's hurt. I think that's I kind mean, of the idea with Pareko. If he's hurt, though. If he's hurt, yeah. he shouldn't be playing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they'd never say. I mean, they don't tell reporters. They don't tell media that stuff either. I mean, the media might notice something, you know, uh, that you know, but they're not going to be told if a player is nursing a secret injury. Um. So Nick Schmaltz, the uh, brother of former Blue uh, Jordan Schmaltz, uh, had a nice start to the season. Eight points in nine games after, uh, uh, I think, had a couple points this game. So um, uh, Vince Dunn scores his uh, third of the season five minutes after that to give the Blues the uh, lead again. Uh, good on Vince Dunn to get on the board. Uh, because, I mean, like yeah, I said, if, Vince, if Dunn's going to be playing, he needs to be producing offensively too because yep. uh, to two to make his uh, occasional defensive uh, issues uh, tolerable. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is is if he's going to, again, if I want to sit here and bitch about him not tying the stick up on that first goal, that was one of the thoughts in my head when I was when I was just, you know, God damn it, done. I'm thinking, well, now he's got to score a goal. Well, guess what? Goes out, scores a goal, and plays well offensively the rest of the night. That's what you want from Vince Dunn. So, yeah, he... He came out, and you know, if if you want a fault done on that first goal, like I was, he made up for it by scoring another big one. Uh, Nick Schmaltz made it uh, close for Arizona, scoring on a nice in tight tic tac toe play as he roofed it uh, by Bennington uh, in tight uh, to make it four to three. Blues held on to win four to three. So uh, yeah, they're uh, I mean they made it close uh, at the which which is funny how the game started. You think it would have been uh, uh, the Blues trying to play catch up. Which they were, I mean, in the first period, but still, you think it would have been. I couldn't believe that the game was, uh, you know, at, was it uh, Arizona was out shooting the Blues eleven to one at one time in the first period, and the Blues came yep. back. Very seesaw game as far as shots on goal goes. Uh, the Blues came back, had the next fourteen shots on net. I think the Blues were out shooting Arizona at one point fifteen to eleven. I think it was. Um, so and then Arizona out shoots St. Louis fifteen to six in the final period. So really back and forth with shots on goal. Uh, Arizona wins that uh, battle 35-29 because uh, they did pepper uh, Bennington in the third. Um, Blues went 0 for 5 on the power play. Arizona 1 for 2. Since the 8 nothing loss to Colorado, the Blues have done a pretty good job at putting the puck in the net, scoring 32 goals in eight games, an average of four game goals per game over that span, which is pretty good. Uh, the top teams, top two teams in the NHL are at 4.4 goals per game in Montreal and 4.14 goals per game, which is Dallas. Uh, the Blues currently have the fifth best goals per game in the NHL right now at 3.5. Still very good. That would have actually led the NHL last season. Tampa Bay was first last season at 3.47 goals per game last year. So their 3.5 goals per game clip right now is pretty darn good. So they're putting the puck and in the And again. That's without Vladimir Tarasenko. Yep, yep. I mean, it helps to have a Kyrou. If he comes, imagine, <laughs> yes. Imagine if he comes back at even seventy-five percent. I mean, that's going to add so much more offensive possibility for this team. I mean, it's it's crazy to think where they could be if if they had a hundred percent Tarasenko. Now, obviously, they probably don't go out and get Hoffman if they had Tarasenko in the lineup. But I'm just saying, it's. This offense is well oiled without Tarasenko in the lineup, and sure. that's that's saying a lot because people still consider him one of the top snipers in the league. And this is without Thomas getting going fully yet, too. I mean, he's uh, yeah. I mean, early on in the season, the first game, he looked pretty good. 
um, had that one fantastic pass that everyone was talking about. But uh, since then, he's been, uh, you know, kind of almost invisible at times. Um, he yeah. has spurts uh, every now and then where he, he comes out of the shell, but uh, uh, hopefully he's a little more consistent uh, going forward. Do you uh, do you think he could be maybe like a, I mean, again, small sample size, but Justin Falk's been great given more ice time this season. Do you think that could be the case for Robert Thomas if they started giving him first-line minutes, if maybe he would come out of his shell a little bit more? Thomas is getting 14 minutes per game, even. Um, so, And he's if we're talking centers, yeah, O'Reilly gets uh, 20. So, I mean, he's it's maybe, yeah. I mean, I, as long as he can handle it, uh, if he can handle the minutes, I'm sure, I mean, players want to play, right? I mean, they want to be out there. So uh, I know if it was me, I'd love to be out there more. So I, I can only help him, I would imagine. Of course, you don't want to wear him out, but still. Um, I'm going to skip over the Wickenheiser thing, and we can come back to that if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, uh, well, real quick, I just want to talk. Uh, I know you're wa- what you want to get to here, but before yeah. we get to that, uh, we actually had a comment on this, and I wanted to talk about it um, before I even saw the comment. Jesse Hill, uh, and, and by the way, this is how he uh, he words it. What are your thoughts on Mikola? Um, I I mentioned this on Twitter, and I'm going to go ahead and make the claim here too. Uh, I think Nico Mikola is going to have a solid NHL career. Um, granted, again, small sample size, but what we saw last season, what I've heard from people who watched him in the AHL, and what we've seen this season, um. I think he is a solid uh, bottom three, bottom four defenseman in the NHL. You know, maybe he can fit in on your top pairing if you need it, uh, you know, when he's a little more matured. But I think he's a guy like maybe like a Bryce Salvador comes to mind or, um, you know, I know people didn't like him, but Jeff Finley had a solid NHL career. Guys like that, um, I think he's going to have a great NHL career. I, again, he's not going to be barnstorming the league. He's not going to be putting up 50 points. But I think defensively, he does an excellent job, and any coach would be happy to have him. And I think he does enough offensively to where he's in the conversation of being a you know a good puck-moving defenseman. So I, I love his game so far. I want to see more of him. I think if this continues, I think in 10 games or so, as, as great as he's been as a blue – I think Carl Gunnarsson might become expendable. Uh, maybe even throw him on waivers if you want to clear some salary out. Uh, not saying they need to do that, but, you know, just saying. Uh, you don't really need him at this point if McCullough is going to step into his spot uh, and Bortuzzo is going to come back. So I I really like Nico McCullough, and I'm making the claim now that I think, I think this is a guy we're going to see in the NHL for the next 10 years at least. Very solid uh, uh, one way, two way defenseman. He was good when the very limited action the first time the Blues played him. Was it la- two years ago? I think he had, uh, had a handful of games. He was good, and people were wondering where's Mikola? Where's Mikola? I was uh, so he's 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 still good. <laughs> um, are the Blues playing boring hockey, Jeff? Because. This was this was brought up uh, on uh, Twitter. Uh, apparently, some advanced stats have led someone to the conclusion that 
the Blues are playing boring hockey. So I wanted to I wanted to get your take on the Blues and their play and if they're boring to you or what you consider boring because we didn't we did, I, this was on the agenda for last week, but we had a guest on and we didn't have time to do it. Uh, but uh, the comment came from a guy who writes hockey articles and uh, for Last Word on Puck and STL Game Time. Uh, I think it's on a I think it's on a podcast too. Um, so he's a very outspoken, advanced stats guy, um, and I think that's how he forms all of his opinions on teams and players. So it was, and it's, and it's uh, the Twitter user NHL Foley, uh, and he uh, he said. The Blues are playing the most boring hockey in the league. This is their MO, have been for years. But you ought to think breaking out of that might help quell the Rocky ship. This is when the Blues were before their winning streak. Uh, They're a D first, let the rest come team. Sometimes the rest doesn't come. And he tweeted out an advanced stat chart that that shows the Blues uh, don't allow a ton of goals um, and aren't scoring uh, a ton of goals. No, it's expected. I'm oh, sorry. Expected goals against and expected goals for are both, I guess, in the unfavorable quadrant. quadrant so they're boring. They don't allow many, and they don't score many. So, um, I, I didn't, I, didn't, I don't understand this because we've we've went on, we've went over this. The the three the three and a half goals per game that they got right now uh, is top five. Would have led the league last year. Uh, they're scoring goals, um, and that's not just recently. Um, early on in the season, they were talking about doing a. Uh, uh, they were talking about how the, the team was was flying and playing wide open, and Brew was asked about it, and he says, "Yeah, that's how we're playing right now. You know, I, that's uh, we have the players to do it, um, but it's not a habit we want to get into. So they they've been playing kind of wide open hockey. They're they're allowing a lot of goals, and they're scoring a lot of goals." So I I don't I don't understand the whole boring aspect. Maybe maybe he has a different definition of boring than than I do. But uh, the Blues, I went back uh, the last since, since the 2013 2014 season. The Blues for goals scored, they're third in the West, eighth overall in the NHL. So this is over the last seven years, third most goals in the Western Conference. Goals against average, number one in the West. Uh, number of wins in the West, number one. They've won the most amount of games in the Western Conference last seven years. Third overall in the NHL, and they have a Stanley Cup. I, I, is this a boring? I mean, is that boring hockey? Have they been boring for years? I understand. I think where he's trying to go, he's saying, "Oh, they're a defensive first team," but that's not boring hockey. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, well, first of all. I will quote again, friend of the show, Eddie Garcia of the Puck Podcast. I remember back in the day when the Kings were winning Stanley Cups, uh, that was the the big argument against the Kings was they play boring hockey. And Eddie's response, who's a Kings fan, was, I don't fucking care. They're winning Stanley Cups. They're winning games. So as a fan, I don't care what style of hockey they play. And again, I think as a fan... I think that is what's most important. They're winning games. Um, and uh, I, but I think that I don't think they're playing boring hockey. I, well, I mean, the what, Ken Hitchcock era, yes. I think there was definitely for, for what people would consider boring hockey. I could see that. But since uh, Barubi's taken over, I mean, the 2019 Stanley Cup run. Was that boring for anybody? They're, they're, they're third in the NHL in goals scored over the last seven years. And I think over the last 10 years, they're fifth. 
uh, I'm sorry, in the West. So, I mean, you're getting the goals, you're getting the wins. What's boring about it? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it, they, they don't have the high-flying McDavid. I mean, do you have to have a player like that to, well, to be not boring? Looking at Van, advanced stats, sure. I'm sure looking at advanced stats, they're boring. And again, I use advanced stats as like a, a you know, to, to accompany my eye test. Yes. But Thank again, you. you look at you look at the 2018-19 season and, and even the year last year, um, again, you mentioned scoring goals, scoring uh, or, and having goals against and having good goaltending. Um, they were also hitting and playing some solid physical hockey, which let's not forget that 20 years ago, that's what people wanted with their team. So there's, it was still exciting just in a different aspect. And I, I don't think by any means they're playing boring hockey no, right I, now. No. I think, especially right now, they... they're not playing they're not playing great defensively right now. So if you're somebody who likes goal scored, you're going to get plenty of those during Blues games. And you're getting great goaltending from Jordan Bennington, which is also fun to watch. So, And, and even before that, when they were playing great defensively, the end zone time, the the passes that we saw them make. I mean, you mentioned the the Robert Thomas pass early in the season uh, was at the first game, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I mean, the passes we see them make, the the scoring chances they get, it's it's not boring. There's nothing boring no. about what they're doing. And and if you want to look at, you know, on paper, oh yeah, well the advanced stats say that I don't give a shit. Let's use the eye test. Watch the games and tell me they're playing boring hockey. I think advanced stats are fun. I think they can be a fun anecdote in a hockey discussion. I've used them before. But advanced stats, like you said, are nowhere close to the eye test in terms of a quality analysis. If you're basing your entire analysis on advanced stats, and that's how you form opinions on players and teams, all advanced stats, you're you're going to be horribly inaccurate. It's because... There are, there's so many things that, that uh, traditional stats and advanced stats just don't tell you by watching the players play. You, I mean, there's so many factors that, that factor into something that, that you can't have a stat on. And it's, it's, it's just interesting to me to uh, hear someone say, and I, and I know that, that he's, he's done uh, this a lot. Uh, we talked about this last year, uh, his, when the Blues acquired Scandella. He's the one who called out Doug Armstrong and said this was the worst move of his career. Um, because and he, oh, that's this guy, same guy, and they because and he was using oh. he was using advanced stats, just all advanced stats to say why this was the worst move that Armstrong's ever made. And Scandella's been good since we got him. He's been a good defenseman <laughs> last year and this year. So I I mean I just it doesn't use advanced stats to help form an opinion of a player as you don't watch. Maybe they can get you an idea of how, how they are, maybe. But, yeah, I mean, he, this guy's a Blues fan. He watches Blues games. Watch the games and and form your analysis, form your opinions that way. Don't use advanced stats to form your opinion. That's ridiculous. That You're not going to, I mean, like I said, I like advanced stats, but my eye test overrules everything, That every stat that I want to look at. I mean, this, I, I, I don't know if I just know what I'm looking for or, or he doesn't or what, but it's just, I don't know. Well, now that I know who this is, if this guy happens to hear 
what we're talking about, I will say, why don't you go back to the Mike Kitchen era yeah, uh, and hockey. tell me that this is this is boring hockey. Yeah. Uh, go back to honestly again. Even go back to the he Ken was, Hitchcock. I think era, he was about I, six years old during the Kitchen era. Probably, so. but uh, you know, and I'll add that you know, I uh, Ken Hitchcock. I, I I know Bill Day had a huge problem with him, and and you know, called for his head a couple times on this show. Actually, I think he was like two. Or three. I actually, he's like eighteen years old, nineteen years old. He's pretty young. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> but anyway, Ken Hitchcock. Uh, I thought that the teams are still fun. I like defensive hockey personally. Uh, there was a one nothing game recently. I don't remember who was that played it, but I was riveted with that game because I love great defensive play, oh, great goaltending, that kind of stuff I love. But um, Ken Hitchcock, if you want to say he coached boring hockey, I won't argue that one bit. But I think the way the Blues have played under Craig Berube have it's not been boring at no, all i love the way they play the game i mean he I, if you need goals scored uh, first off if you think that you a team uh, teams have to score goals for a game not to be boring that's absurd uh, some of the best games i've seen in my life have been scoreless ties going overtime um yeah. fantastic games brilliantly played games I, fun to watch I always I always say that the the most exciting game I ever witnessed outside of a playoff game was a regular season 0-0 tie between the Blues and Maple Leafs. And it was it was back and forth Curtis Joseph versus Grant Fuhr and Grant Fuhr was with the Blues, Joseph with the Maple Leafs. And it was phenomenal to watch the shit those guys were doing. Al McKinnis, Chris Pronger on the ice. I mean, it was so much fun to watch and when the game ended yeah, you're disappointed because there was no goal scored, but you're like, damn, we just saw a goalie clinic, and that was so much fun to watch. Speaking of Grand Fuhrer, the Game 7 against Phoenix. I mean, it was scoreless. Overtime. Hell. Golly. That was a great game. Nerve-wracking. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Grand Fuhrer. Yes, friend of the show. (laughs) If you haven't uh, seen our show with uh, Grand Fuhrer, please do. Check it out. It's a fantastic interview. Uh, so yeah, so that's that. I thought that was interesting and absurd. Um, but it, which, and it's, I mean, that's the, that's the flaw with any stats and especially advanced stats. People put way too much stock in what they think they're, they're saying. And it's like, just watch the games, people. Um, so the Wickenheiser 14 banner is not hanging up inside Enterprise Center. It hasn't been for a while. Uh, on October 4th, 2019, the official Blues Twitter account tweeted out a pic of the Cup Champs banner hanging from the rafters. A Twitter user noticed that the Wickenheiser 14 banner wasn't there anymore and asked what had happened to it. The Blues responded on Twitter saying the 14 banner honoring Doug Wickenheiser will return soon. Stay tuned for details. It's been 500 days almost, almost 500 days since that tweet. Where is it? Where is the Wickenheiser banner? I, I can actually tell you. Do you know? You know, really? You Yeah, I do. You want to know who has it? Yeah, what's, what's the joke? Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger. Am, no. I, am I supposed to know this? Nothing. Quarterback for the Rams? Yeah, you should know, know that, Dave. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Mark Bulger, I know, right? I know, I know. Uh, Whitey Bulger was the Boston gangster who uh, had the Stanley Cup ring from the 70s and was like uh, he was the, the the Black Mass the movie Black Mass Johnny Depp was in, 
he was the brother of a state senator. Yeah. Come on, this was big news. You don't remember this? When was this big news? Like 2014-ish? Really? I don't remember. He was an FBI informant. He took down the mafia family. No, nothing. I, uh, I'm not up on mafia news. I guess. Woo! All right. Well, never mind. That that joke was a huge miss. I, anybody else in the chat know what he's talking about? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Help me out here. I don't know. I'm, 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 Jesse Hill says the gangster, so I'm guessing he does remember White right. Bull. Okay. Well, I don't. <laughs> I do enjoy gangster movies. They should well, make never a, mind. That joke was a miss. They should make a movie about it, and then I would watch it. Um, you know what? You know what? You're going to love Adam Gold's comment here in the Facebook chat. Uh, talking about advanced stats. He said, advanced stats aren't advanced. They are descriptive, but not inferential. Yeah. That's a great point I, by Adam Gold. I, I like advanced stats. I, I think they're, they can be much more... Um, Adam Gold would use the right word, I guess. They, they could be much more... I don't know, not accurate, but uh, I don't know. Compared to traditional stats, they cover they cover a, a, a wider area. Um, might give you a better idea about certain things. But I just, I, I think that some people use advanced stats to form their entire opinion on a player and don't even bother to try to analyze somebody uh, with their eyes. And if you can't break down and analyze a team and a player by watching a game, then then just keep your mouth shut because you did, don't use stats for everything because you're going to come off looking ridiculous. I think that just, you, you got to be able to uh, analyze the game with your eyes. Yeah. Agree. Uh, but no, back to the, uh, the banner missing. Um, yeah. Where is it? Um, I remember back when, when uh, I was playing semi competitive hockey, I had the 14 fun shirt. That I always wore. It meant so much to me. And it still does. Um, I, you know, Doug Wickenheiser is such a big part of Blues history. Um, yeah, Blues, come on. Seriously, let's be honest here. Did you just take it down? You know, if you're going to take it down and keep it down, just fucking say something. It's been 500 um, days. 500 days. Yeah. Uh, since they since they said it would be back up soon. And... Uh, yeah, I, I, why would you? I mean, it's a banner. It's not like there's, you know, they've got room up there. There's not a, we don't have 14 Stanley Cups taking up space. We we need the room. We we have one, and we don't have a ton of retired numbers. We don't. I mean, we just put it up there. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. And and even if you don't want to put it up there, put it along like uh one of the banners somewhere or the um what's it called the 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 ring the, the ribbon rings around yeah, yeah. the ribbon. ribbon yeah the ribbon put it around a ribbon. You know, I mean, if you don't want to have it hang anymore, at least call recognition to it. And I guarantee you, nobody's going to be like, oh, you took the banner down. But because you took it down and you haven't replaced it, there's some outrage over it. Yeah. And and I just give a reason. I mean, maybe there's a good reason. Maybe there's I don't know. I thought maybe, oh, well, it has started to deteriorate. We're going to remade. That's a legit reason. I get it. But still. It's been 500 days. <laughs> let's let's get it back up there. Isn't there still a fund? Don't they still have that fund that people donate to? Uh, that's a good question. Let me look they, it if up. they still have the fund, they should damn sure put it back up there. Uh, well, it looks like there's still a page. Uh, Puckeye 14 says, uh, forgive uh, me for asking, what is the meaning behind it? Uh, the 14 uh, banner 
uh, was uh, honoring Doug Wickenheiser, who passed away from a long battle with cancer as a former Blues forward drafted by Montreal. Uh, first overall, right? Before, uh, yeah. Um, and he was a disappointment and came to St. Louis and scored one of the biggest goals in Blues history, Monday Night Miracle, and uh, loved by the fans. Owned an ice cream shop in St. Louis um, after he retired. Um, so, uh, and he passed away uh, too early from, what was it? Was it leukemia? Or what would it? It was cancer. Uh, yeah, but what kind? It was, yeah, it was cancer. I can't remember what kind. Okay. Um, anyway. So and they had a cyst on his wrist and had surgery to remove it. It turned out to be a rare form of cancer. They returned three years later in his lung. Okay. The cancer was inoperable, but Wickenheiser, uh, as he had done many times during his career, tried to fight back and beat the odds. The outpouring of prayer, love, and affection for the community and hockey people all over North America wasn't enough to help Wick, Wick win the battle. He succumbed to cancer on January twelfth, nineteen ninety nine, at the age of thirty seven. So way too far too way soon. too soon. Yeah. And so they and they raised a banner to honor him, and they had a fund uh, people could donate to, and then uh, the the proceeds would go to benefit cancer research and things. So, uh, yeah, and and they just all inexplicably took it down. Um, it had been up for years. So uh, and people have been asking where it's at, where it's at, and they haven't responded. They just said soon. I don't know why. I'm not sure what the deal is. So, Kurt, let me ask you: Do you think this warrants a? Uh... Maybe a maybe an article on a well-known news site in St. Louis. If somebody were to write something about this, you think uh, you think the Blues would care? Uh, like negatively? <laughs> Do you think they would care? Yeah, like where is it? Yeah, like where is it? Oh, someone needs to. If that was the article, someone needs, where where is this fun? I think someone needs to ask the question, and uh, yeah, uh, I think it'd be a great idea. Okay. Yeah, I think that can be done. Yeah. Okay. Let's make it happen. I'll leave it at that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I I know I know how I can make it happen. Cool. Sounds good. I'll be calling some of my friends in the news business here in a little bit. We need to get mentioned here in this article, though, about uh, hey, let's go blues radio has asked the question, where is this banner? Actually, we got it from well, uh, Twitter, and it was a uh, it was asked by uh, SGL Blues History and Low Def Low Def Blues, I think it was. So, and I just I I, well, I got it from there so. Well, don't worry, Kurt. I, I'm going to be the one writing it, so oh, you don't need to worry about that. Well. Uh, but that was the point I was making. I know. But, I know. Uh, look, looking, up, looking up the 14 fund um, online, there is still a page on the Blues website, but there is nothing about like how to give to it. It just explains what it is. So I'm wondering if it's disbanded. Yeah, it might be. But the thing is— I'm not seeing it. But why do they say it was going to be back soon? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just you know, if you, if you don't want to have it up anymore, maybe just have a banner that that's that maybe doesn't show the 14 fund, just 14 Wickenheiser honored, and then you, maybe you just even put it in the ribbon, yeah. so that way you're not even like honoring it truly, like you are, uh, you know, Dan Kelly and the right. others. Well. Uh, up next for the Blues uh, tomorrow night versus Arizona. And then we got a big series this weekend versus Colorado. Battle for first place again. Uh, I think it'll be a running theme this season between Vegas, Colorado, and St. Louis. The uh, battle for first place. Hopefully that the Blues are in the mix still <laughs> as the season goes along. Um, and uh, we're, 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 we're rooting for you guys uh, over there in San Jose, uh, Eric. Uh, Puck guy 14 in the chat. 
Uh, I think, uh, Jeff, didn't you pick uh, San Jose to finish fourth? Number four. <laughs> Number four, baby. Come on, Puck Guy 14. Give him, give him some motivation to finish there. I'm going to look smart. <laughs> Uh, Puck Guy 14, a uh, good friend of the show, as uh, part of the Teal Town USA uh, San Jose Sharks podcast. So if you are interested in uh, podcasts from other teams, uh, give theirs a, a, a look. They do a very similar show to ours. They do the, the live YouTube show YouTube show uh, after every Sharks game, actually. So they do they go above and beyond. They're in every after every game kind of thing. So uh, I wish we could do that. That'd be cool. It's just not possible. Yeah, I mean, I know they have a, a few more hosts that they, they I think kind of rotate in uh, and share the duties a little bit. So that'd be we'd have to get a few more to uh, make that happen. That'd be kind of cool. I've thought about that actually because I like what they do. It'd be kind of fun to have something post game, uh, not a long show like this, but something, you know, half hour and then get off. So. I would, I would love it. It'd be fun. Uh, maybe that's something we talk about. Maybe, yeah. I think we and we, with with people supporting our sponsors. Yes, maybe right. that's a possibility. Support the sponsors: Manscaped.com and RockinThatIDLife.com. Check them out. Um, I'll add real quick. Um, looking at the schedule, I, I was wondering when the next time the Blues and Sharks face off. Uh, so obviously the Blues play Arizona Thursday night, uh, the fourth. Then they play. Um, uh, wow, two afternoon games this weekend. I just realized. Yeah. Uh, Bef- yeah. Colorado at two on Saturday, and then two again on Sunday. And then uh, they got Minnesota. Then another series with Arizona. It looks like February eighteenth and twentieth, they will play here in St. Louis against the Sharks, and then they play them again on the road on the twenty seventh. Um, and uh, let's see, twenty seventh and oh, that's a one off. So yeah, they play the Sharks one time on the twenty seventh. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get some Teal Town guys on again. That sounds like fun. So Puckeye fourteen says you guys actually have a post game on TV and radio. We'll get you on. LOL. Uh, do they not have post game on TV and radio in San Jose? Is that what he's saying? Wow, really? I, maybe I'm misunderstanding Man. what you're saying, Eric. But you guys don't have a post game show on TV or the radio in San Jose. Damn. If that's the that's case, crazy. that's yeah. I, I don't I don't blame them for doing a post game show every game if uh, if they don't have them because that's absurd. I, we've always had that. Haven't yeah. We? I mean, huh? Oh God, I can't remember not having. Yeah, that. I know. Huh. Even back in the day, remember the remember the Midwest Sports Report that yeah. always came on after the Blues games. Yep, yep. Midwest Sports and, Report. And, yeah. You know, tip, typically it was like you know Blues and Pacers and anything else going on in the Midwest, but I mean, it was still a post game show. Huh? He goes. We don't even have a flagship radio station. It's all on the Sharks app. Really? That is nuts. They've got a solid fan base out there. Yeah, huh? I, I guess you know. I guess I assumed, and you know what happens when you do that. So, Kurt, I know we are literally wrapping up right now, but Bill just messaged us and asked if we're still going because he just <laughs> finished work. Yeah, we are wrapping up. <laughs> I, I saw his message yeah. pop up. I was like, yeah, we're we're literally like a minute away from closing the show. So, sorry, Kurt. We love you, buddy. Or Bill. Bill. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. I don't love you, Kurt. No, I, don't, I love I, Bill. The, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> Yeah, good, good. <laughs> good, good. We're frog protection. We're on the same page. <coughs> frog. Oh, my. Good reference. Thank you. I love frog protection. Frog protection. Yeah, frog protection. Frog protection. We're on the same page. 
Uh, definitely on the same page. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's blow the waist grooming products. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636 393 8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues radio sent you that'll wrap up episode 21 of season 9 of the original st louis blues hockey podcast let's go blues radio thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the youtube and facebook live chats during the show we hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you uh enjoy the game tomorrow night for jeff ponder and the on assignment bill day i'm kurt price until next time everyone let's go blues Everybody have a happy and safe Super Bowl weekend. Go Chiefs, and uh, definitely let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well... There's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.